0: Come on, everybody. Here we go. Up to Neverland.
1: Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where we interview Disney
0: content creators and product producers. We share Disney stories and strategies for how to grow your Disney hobby or business. Here's your host, Brendan Wright. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is a conversation I'm so excited to have because the photography of the Disney parks is one of my favorite pieces of content that people are able to produce. I think photography is such an amazing way to capture the magic and the beauty of the parks. And luckily, Ashley from Disney with Ashley has joined us today. One of my absolute favorite photography accounts on the web, on Instagram. So Ashley, thank you so much for joining us today. If you could go ahead and introduce yourself Um, tell a little bit about your page for people who aren't familiar with you.
1: Uh, Hi, Uh, thank you. I I just wanted to start off by um, thanking you for the uh, opportunity. And um, I also wanted to say, Brandon, that I really love what you're doing with this podcast. I listen to your podcast and I really love what you're doing with it. And I love to hear people's Disney stories. So I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so... Basically, um, hi, (laughs) I'm Ashley. Um, I'm, uh, my Instagram page is at Disney with Ashley. And basically I just love going to Disney and taking pictures, editing them when I come back and sharing them all with you guys.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So it's important to note that it's Disney with Ashley, but Ashley's A S H L E E. Want to make sure that nobody has any trouble finding you seeing those beautiful pictures. So I was so excited to stumble across your page because you've developed a really unique theme. And I think that, you know, your page is, is very distinguishable, which I think is important for any photographer. But before we jump into that, I just want to talk about kind of where did your love for Disney begin? How has it evolved over time? And then after that, we'll jump into the photography. Oh,
1: All right. Um, so basically with me, I was, I guess you could say I was born into it because um, my my family basically is like, they would just turn on Disney movies for me when I was little. Um, my mom has relatives um, down in Southern California. So um, ever since I was one, my family and I would take trips to California and they would take uh, my brother and I to Disneyland. So that that was our thing. Like we've been doing it for like over a decade now. Um, but at that time, I just took my trips to Disneyland for granted. Like I, I didn't really think of it as anything special. I'm like, yeah, okay, we go there every year. It's it's not like a huge deal. But uh, for me, uh, I started to become really interested in Disney after my first trip to Disney World. Uh, so that was back in 2009. So after that trip, I started to slowly research Disney history and, you know, what goes behind the parks and, you know, who, who started uh, this whole like Disney company who's making all these movies. And the history started to become really interesting to me. Um, so, yeah, I guess that, that's where it all started. And then, uh, when was that? After 2009, we went, my family and I went back to Disney World (laughs) in 2011. And I got my first like, iPod touch. I don't know if you.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) love iPod touches.
1: Yeah. Um, So from there, I started documenting everything because I think that was like the iPod fifth generation. So it came with a camera. And yeah, I just started taking videos and pictures of our Disney trips, and because um, I just wanted to remember what the parks looked like, and I, I wanted to remember that atmosphere that Disney, um, I guess, creates for their guests. And then uh, when in twenty fourteen, my family and I went back to Southern California, and we went back to Disneyland and I really started to appreciate it more compared to, uh, when I was younger. Um, and also because I did a lot of research with, um, Disney history, like, you know, Disneyland was so special. I was like, Oh, like, you know, this is where Walt Disney walked. And I don't know, but history was just so amazing. And after that, um, we just kept going back to Disneyland, um, I went back for the 60th anniversary, Uh, what else, 2016, though, we went back to Disney World, and then 2017, 2018, Disneyland. So yeah, my family and I usually, we make our Disney trips once a year during the summer months, like July, August, around there. And yeah, those are just really special moments for me.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. It's interesting that you mentioned that, that you kind of had to grow into the appreciation for it because I'm in a similar boat where my family grew up always going to Walt Disney World. And I can actually remember a time, you know, in high school where we were planning our next Disney World trip and me and my brother were both like, well, why don't we just go to Universal? It's got the bigger rides. It's more thrilling. And looking back, I mean, I can't even believe that those words came out of my mouth. Because now, after, like you said, learning the history and also just appreciating the atmosphere, I couldn't imagine. You know, I still enjoy Universal, but I couldn't imagine centering a trip around going any other destination, any other theme park besides Walt Disney yep. World.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So you picked up photography. So you mentioned you started with the iPod Touch. How did that hobby of photography evolve and then ultimately marry? With this love and this passion for Disney,
1: yeah. So um, I've been, I've been like taking pictures on my iPod Touch, and then from there, like my iPhone for a while. And I guess it wasn't until 2015 when I went for the 60th anniversary. I was like, huh. I kind of, I kind of want to upgrade a little bit. So um, I asked my dad if I could get a camera and. Um, so I bought my first camera, and then uh, from there I just started shooting. Like when we were when we went to Disneyland, I remember just experimenting with the camera. I didn't really look into photography too much at that point. Um, I was just shooting whatever I thought was cool, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the same thing in 2016. I would say it wasn't until last year where i really started to get into photography because when i joined instagram um at first i wasn't really sure like what to post on instagram it was just kind of like a bunch of random stuff it was a mess but um uh yeah after i was on instagram for a while i was like "Hmm, let me see if there's any like disney related content and then i slowly started to see people um post disney pictures and there were quite a few people who like uh really had amazing and outstanding pictures and i was like oh i kind of want to i kind of want to do this for myself too so um you know i started posting uh the pictures that i took on my phone and my ipod touch and um I, I was at that time I was happy with <laughs> what I posted, but as I got more and more into photography, which was like around a year ago, I kind of wanted to change my style and make it more personal. So, you know, I would I would um, message some people and ask them like, oh, how did you get this shot? Like, what settings did you use? And um, you know, YouTube is my best friend for photography because. It taught me so many things. So yeah, I would say like, yeah, as I mentioned last year was when I really started to get into photography and use the different settings rather than just point and shoot random things. And uh, the way I shoot things is kind of like how I want to remember the parks. So if there's something specific Like, on the castle, like, if I really want to remember the detail on the top portion of the castle, I will take that picture. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I, I love that. I love hearing the evolution of kind of how you fall into your style. And I know that we've talked about Jay um, from a Disney dude, which I know that that you um, interact with him quite a bit as well. And, and Lewis from Disney. So that's just something that every photographer has to fall into is is getting over the hurdles, developing your style and sharing the things that you're interested in. Um, and, and so I love that. So. On a typical trip, so you said that normally you're going during the summer. How many pictures do you come home with, and how does that editing process look like? Of where you decide what you're going to post uh, and go through all those.
1: Yeah, um, I get. I actually get this question a lot, but uh, I usually come back home with like over a thousand pictures. So, Well wow. <laughs> you <I> know, <laughs> it's it's a little too much, um, but. Yeah, when I go through the photos, when I come back from my trip, I, um, I, uh, look through them and I usually end up, I usually keep all of them just, I don't know, cause I'm just like, I want, I want to remember this someday, but I don't end up editing and posting every single thing that I take. So, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So Kind of developing your style was that just something that you fell into that you just you know got your settings and how you liked for things to look, and that's how you just kind of ran with it to, um, or is it on a picture by picture basis? Because I know some photographers are different. Um, how does that work for you?
1: Yeah, um, with my style, um, I didn't really care for it so much up un- like um, until. I would say the beginning of this year, Um, the beginning of this year, I really wanted to take my photography to a different level. And um, I was actually really inspired by um, Jay at a Disney dude Um, because I I really liked um, the way his feed looked and he had like a certain look to his photos. And I was like, hmm, I actually kind of want to do that. I kind of want to have my own style as well. So it just came through experimenting on uh, Lightroom through editing. Um, I played around with some presets. And um, I don't know, like, if you look at my photos, there's a lot of blue in it. So um, the reason why I have a lot of blue is because, well, blue is my favorite color. And also because it just reminds me of summer. And it reminds me of my my trips, you know, when you go to Disneyland or Disney World, you know, the sky is blue. So I don't know, it just takes me back to the parks. So it did take me a while to find my style. I, I would say, um, it, you know, up until recently, sometimes I still struggle with editing photos. Because you know it also depends on how the picture was taken sometimes it doesn't go with my style so i also struggle with like oh should i should i post this or not because it doesn't go with my feed but uh yeah i don't know it yeah it took a while for me <laughs> to uh find my my uh, style sorry mm-hmm. i kind of rambled on for a little bit
0: no no i love it i, I love to hear that process Uh, For sure, because I I think it's important for any photographer. And I think that especially now that the Disney community is kind of it, it seems like it's really booming on Instagram. There's new accounts and new people jumping on every day to share their love and passion for Disney. And obviously, Instagram being a photo platform there, I feel like there's a lot of people, myself included, who are going through that process of. Trying to improve their photography skills, trying to improve their style, trying to get whatever content or message that they want out there using photography. So, you know, for years I've always had like a handy down camera from my parents and never took it in on on any of my trips. And even on our last trip to Disneyland, I took it on our very first night to the Halloween party and then I left it in the room the rest of the time. So it's just like a evolution for me and I think for a lot of people to – and probably the thing for me is that I get very discouraged because I'm not capturing the things that I want to and I don't have the patience, um, especially since I'm like you where I don't have as as much access to the parks as a local would um, to be able to have as much trial and error because it's kind of like when I'm there, it's showtime. you got to produce the things that you want to. So have you had any challenges with that? being in Canada and and only getting to visit maybe once or twice a year uh, to be able to get the content that you that you want to push out to your followers?
1: Yeah, I I do. I feel like almost every day. Sometimes I pre plan shots before my trip. So for example, Sleeping Beauty Castle, I would think oh, I want to get the front, the back and the sides. And then um, but most of the time when I'm there at the parks, it the way I take photos is just, it's kind of spontaneous. Like as I'm walking through the parks, I'd be like, oh, that, that would make a good photo. Or I want to remember this, um, this attraction a certain way and I would photograph it. Um, but then when I come back home and I'm looking for pictures to edit or I'm looking through my photos, I would um, sometimes think, that, oh, I should have taken a picture of, I don't know, like Small World or, you know, there's, I feel like, although I do take a lot of pictures, I do, I did have a lot of um, missed opportunities. Like there were, there's just, I don't know, there's just too many things to take pictures (laughs) of when you're at the parks. But because I'm so caught up with everything else, sometimes I don't think to stop and take a picture. Um, So yeah, when I, when I come back home, like, uh, there are times where I do wish that I had a certain photo, but I can't take it because I'm not at the parks right now. Um, So sometimes I have to remember what um, I didn't take a picture of and try to take it next trip.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, the struggle that I'm going through is that I went over Halloween time. And by the time I got back, got kind of a grip on all of my pictures, we're already surpassed that. We're now we're in Christmas time. And it's like, I can't post my Halloween pictures that I have anymore. So Mm -hmm. I I think it's definitely something that you have to develop over time, get a catalog that you can that you can go through to, to post appropriate pictures, especially because Instagram seems like it's, it's more and more challenging every day of how the algorithm works and what people and what accounts that your pictures are going to get in front of. Um, So it's it's really important to build that, um, I guess, consistency of of posting photos that capture people's um, eyes and and be able to get them to interact with you. So um, I definitely give amazing props to you because I think that, you know, even when you look at your page, I think a lot of people would probably assume, Oh, you're a local, you get to take all these pictures, but it's even more impressive that you're doing that in a shorter time span and to be able to provide content over, you know, every day. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I actually had quite a few people message me and say like, Oh, like we should, we should meet up and, (laughs) you know, take some photos together. Um, but then I would have to tell them that I'm not a local and I'm not, I'm not even from the U (laughs) S from (laughs) Toronto. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, and that's, that's amazing that, that you've built that up. And, and I think that's definitely a, um, a compliment to you that, that someone would assume that that you're there and and have so much time to capture these amazing shots. So the last thing I want to ask you before we head in, to our fast pass round is, is there anything that's kind of like any icon or any attraction or any areas of the parks that have eluded you? And maybe they've been a challenge for you that, that it's on the top of your list that, that you're looking for still the, the perfect shot of what you're trying to capture. Ooh.
1: Uh, there's, there's too many still. I mm-hmm. feel like I haven't captured everything, but, um, I would like to take more pictures of characters because I feel like, um, you know, characters are really interesting. Like I follow quite a few um, photographers who photograph those Disney characters. I don't know. It just seems it just seems really really fun and interesting, and um, you know, you also get to interact with the characters. Um, another thing I want to photograph. I would say maybe the same stuff that I photograph right now, but um, during the night, I have a hard time taking nighttime photos. I guess because it's a bit harder. Like you need, you would need a tripod for that, and I I don't want to bring a tripod with me to the parks. Mm -hmm. It's too heavy, and I'm only I if I'm at Disneyland, I'm only there for like three days, three yeah three days. Mm -hmm. So, um. I, I don't want to spend the whole day carrying a tripod around with me. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah i I definitely sympathize with you there. That's why my camera got left in the room after our first day. <laughs> but uh, I'm probably just gonna have to suck it up uh, on on trips in the future to because uh, the iPhone is just not gonna cut it for the types of photos that I want to be able to put out there, yeah. So awesome. I think we covered some great topics. Um, So the next thing we'll jump into is our Fast Pass round, formerly known as our lightning round, but we've just switched it over, revamped it, hopefully made it a little bit more interesting. Um, So the first question is an easy one. Just name the Disney parks that you have visited.
1: Uh, Yeah, so I've been to Disneyland and Disney World. That's
0: it. All right. And of those, which individual park is your favorite and why?
1: Um yeah it's got to it's got to be Disneyland for sure uh, just because it has such a rich history and it was the first ever Disney park and I also associate Disneyland with uh family because when I was younger my family and I and my cousins we would go to the parks and it would just be a great time
0: mm-hmm. it seems like we've asked this question to a lot of people that I think Disneyland was kind of their home park growing up. And that is, it feels like that is something that is so hard to pull people away from that (laughs) Disneyland, especially really, you know, captures people in in their childhood and and really creates some great memories. And for me growing up in Walt Disney world, I would almost be tempted to say Disneyland now. And I feel like you would never get an Anaheim person to say that about Walt Disney world (laughs) park. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So next one would be a Disney bucket list trip for you.
1: Ooh. Uh okay, I do want to visit all of the parks, but um right now my top priority would probably be Paris. Um I don't know, Paris is it I mean it's similar to the other Disney parks, but there's just something about it that stands out to me. It might be um, because their main street looks a little bit different. It's more European, I guess. Mm-hmm. It has a like some European architecture, and um, it, it just looks really elegant.
0: I'm sure for you, being from Canada, you don't have any interest in this at all, but for me, I'm sure it would be miserable, but I feel like being in a Disney park with snow on the ground, like Paris gets, <laughs> would be just a completely new experience and be so crazy for me since it's so hot in Orlando and, and, you know, fairly mild temperatures all, all year around. at
1: mm-hmm. Anaheim. Yeah. Um, well, uh, the, uh, the snow would provide for a lot of great photo <laughs> opportunities, <laughs> but I don't know the, it's starting to get cold here in Canada and Toronto. Um, I'm not ready for the snow. So <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I, I probably wouldn't go to Paris during the winter season.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like it would It probably only be something you do once because you'd be so sick of it by the end of it. But yeah. it could be fun and, like you said, makes for for some amazing photos. Mm-hmm. So okay. next one would be your favorite Disney resort. And it doesn't have to necessarily be one that you've stayed at, just your favorite one to visit in general.
1: Okay. Well, Actually fun fact, I've never stayed in a Disney hotel before. Wow. I should, but um I'm still a student right now so it's kind of kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh let's see. Disney resort. I'd probably have to go with either the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. So next one would be, if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life, which one would you choose?
1: This is so hard. (laughs) Um,
0: I feel like there's a lot of strategy that goes into this one.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'd probably say either Space Mountain, because the line is always crazy for Space Mountain, or Guardians at California Adventure.
0: Great choices. I, um, you might have heard if you caught up on some of the episodes. Guardians completely. I I can't I can't even put it into words how much I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, but let's see. So, Space Mountain. Do you prefer the one in Disneyland or in Magic Kingdom?
1: Uh, I prefer the one in Disneyland. Um, I can't remember actually. Does the one in Disney World have music?
0: Um, it's just kind of like. I don't even know how to describe it, like the twinkling stars type music, like space kind of music. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like the Disneyland one better because um, Mm. uh, on the Space Mountain in Disneyland where there's drops, the music syncs with the drops. So Mm. it's another cool touch to the
0: ride. (laughs) yeah absolutely we rode it when it was had the ghost galaxy overlay so i i definitely want to get back and and ride it without the overlay but i can i can say for sure that i know that the ride cars in walt disney world don't have the speakers um you know next to your head like they do in disneyland so the music i guess wouldn't be as immersive so that, that that's definitely changes the ride experience a little bit
1: yeah for sure
0: um, so let's see. Next one would be, which ride do you think is due for an exit from the parks or a refurb? Needs a little bit of uh, TLC.
1: Ooh. Uh, well, I was gonna say the uh, the Monsters Laugh floor needs to go, but I think it's already gone, right?
0: Um, I don't. I think it's still there. Are you think Stitch? Stitch's Great Escape right across from the walkway is gone, but I think Monsters Inc. is still there.
1: Oh okay, so maybe I would take that one out,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or um, the Tomorrowland Speedway. I I would I like the ride, so I would say maybe it just needs a refurbishment. Maybe make it look a little more futuristic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's a large footprint that I feel like they could do a lot better with. I know a lot of little children like it, but. I personally haven't rode it in years, and I know there's probably <laughs> a lot of other people who who skip it on most trips.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Those are great choices. So next would be your favorite snack or a go to snack in the parks.
1: Ooh. Um, I I love Dole whips, but see most people I think go with the Dole whip, like the regular <laughs> Dole whip. Mm-hmm. But I love the Dole whip float.
0: Interesting. <laughs> I like that. To me, it's always a little like. I get tired of the pineapple juice by the end. So you don't you you like the mix between the soft serve and the pineapple juice?
1: Yeah, I think because when I when I have it, I'm usually walking around the park, so it's just a little bit more convenient for me to drink it instead of using a spoon to eat yeah. the scream.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a game changer right there for sure. So next would be well, next two questions would be favorite restaurants. So favorite table service restaurant and favorite quick service restaurant.
1: Okay, Uh table service restaurant. I've actually never eaten at a table service restaurant before. Wow. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> so are y'all just trying to pack in as much as you can, so you so you don't waste any time with table service restaurants.
1: Uh yeah, that one, but mainly because. Um, I, I can't afford it,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: so I usually go for quick service. But um, actually, what would you recommend for table service? I might try it on my next trip.
0: Oh, man. Uh, to Walt Disney World or to Disneyland?
1: Um, Disneyland.
0: Oh, man. Put me on the spot. <laughs> I'm trying to think. We didn't get to eat at too many. I mean, Lamplight Lounge was incredible in DCA. That would probably be my top pick. The The food, we just got appetizers there, um, mm-hmm. but and we just shared them. More than anything, it was that the waiters were extremely entertaining, um, and the setting of it being right there next to where World of Color is, or should be when we were there. It was not in operation at the time, um, mm-hmm. but... And then just like the little touches that they did, like the uh, coasters all had sketches of uh, Pixar characters. So we really enjoyed our time there.
1: Wow. Yeah, I've seen tons of pictures from the Lamplight Lounge. It's super detailed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. And I feel like it's it's relatively expensive, If I think, especially if you get entrees. But we just sat down and there were three of us. We got three appetizers and we all got a drink. And it was not a cheap meal. I mean, you definitely could get by better at a quick service, um, but I, I wasn't blown. I wasn't blown away when they brought the check. I guess I should say.
1: Cool. <laughs> um, oh right, uh, the quick service. Uh, I would probably have to go with the Plaza Inn at Main Street. Mm-hmm. Um, that one. I always get the fried chicken. So it comes with a side of mashed potatoes, a biscuit, and some green beans. Yeah, the fried chicken is really good.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, the other table service I was thinking about was Plaza Inn for breakfast, where they do the character breakfast. Oh, uh, yes. Because, yeah, the characters there, they're always random, which I really love. Um, you know, they're they are not the same ones every day. Um, and, the, and the food was pretty good as well. But I completely agree. Plaza Inn for lunch, the fried chicken was amazing. Yeah. I, I have to say I was a little skeptical when I went in being from Nashville fried chicken is kind of our thing. I don't <laughs> know if that's something we to be too proud of in the South, but <laughs> we have a lot of fried chicken places, so I thought there's no way that it can be better than stuff that we can get in Nashville, but it was amazing. I, I really enjoyed it.
1: Oh, that's great to hear.
0: So next one would be your favorite character meet and greet moment.
1: Mm. Uh, I would probably have to go with uh, meeting Peter Pan. Every time I go to the parks, I always make it a goal of mine to meet Peter Pan because I really like the movie. Mm-hmm. So, back in 2015 during the 60th anniversary, I just so happened to see Peter Pan walking around uh, Sleeping Beauty Castle, and. Uh, at that time I collected autographs from the characters, so I wanted him to sign my autograph book and uh, from there like uh, when I met him you know we took a a picture and then after that I asked him to sign my autograph book and he just took off with it you know he grabbed it and started running around fantasy land and um, we also ran into Ariel and he asked Ariel how to like how to make I think it was Seaweed cookies or something. So I I thought that experience was really cool, you know, following uh, and, well, I I guess I should say chasing Peter (laughs) around Fantasyland. That was really fun.
0: That's awesome. Is that the picture that you just shared recently? Uh, Was that that same meet and greet? Uh,
1: No, that one was from this year's trip. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, I love that, especially about Disneyland, about the characters roaming around and, and, We did not see Peter uh, when we went, but um, I feel like I've seen tons of videos of the really great interactions that he has, so that's Mm -hmm. great. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So next one, uh, outside of the parks, your favorite Disney movie.
1: Oh, that's tough. (laughs) Um, Okay, so one of them is Peter Pan, and... um, Another one that's kind of in the same ranking as Peter Pan would be The Lion King. Yeah.
0: So it's a hot topic right now. So when we're recording this on Black Friday, the Lion King live-action trailer just came out yesterday. What were your thoughts?
1: Actually, I was really impressed. Uh, When I first heard that they were doing a live-action remake of The Lion King, I was kind of iffy about it because I was like uh how are you going to make it look realistic or mm-hmm. i don't know i just wasn't sure about how the movie would look um until i mean until i saw the trailer yesterday i was like wow this is so impressive
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so yeah i'm really excited i think it's it's pretty much the same story right
0: i believe so
1: yeah yeah so i i'm not ready to see Mufasa get killed in <laughs> like super clear HD, but I guess I'll just have to live through that.
0: Yeah, I guess <laughs> you, you just got to go through the lows to get to the highs to, to see yeah. Simba, but I, I really enjoy how it seems like, I know they did it with Aladdin and with Beauty and the Beast as well, that the trailers are kind of a shot-for-shot shot remake of the original animation trailers, which yeah. I really enjoy that that they're not taking too many liberties with the with the story, that they're more so just telling it uh, with different animation and with different, uh, I guess not animation, but um, through a different lens, which I, I feel like is great, which I think maybe is why not many people are as excited for Dumbo because it seems like it's a little bit of a different story.
1: Yeah. Are you excited for Dumbo?
0: Um, I'll go see it. I'll say that. I have been a Tim Burton supporter for forever, but I don't know something about these trailers has me a little worried that he maybe got a little too crazy. But I guess we'll I guess we'll see. Yeah. I I enjoyed the very first uh, when he did the first Alice in Wonderland remake. The second one, I think most people would agree was was not too great. So hopefully, he takes the same path that he took with the first one. <laughs> Yeah. What about you? Are you excited for the Dumbo?
1: Um, well, originally, I wasn't, but I think the full trailer was released a few weeks ago, and um, the the trailer kind of <laughs> made me a little emotional. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm gonna go watch it, but uh, I'm still kind of iffy about this one.
0: Hmm. I guess we can, we can assume that it was the moment when Dumbo reaches his trunk up to, to, to reach for his mom. Is that the emotional point?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Reading through the comments portion of that on Instagram and Facebook and seeing people <laughs> talk about how that, that caught them in the feels was, was pretty funny. <laughs> awesome. So next would be your favorite Disney song.
1: Okay, that that changes every day, but right now it's probably gonna have to be. Uh, I can go the distance from Hercules.
0: Yeah, great choice. Love that one. Always love to see Hercules get some get some love. So it's. I saw him yeah. on a. I saw someone list like their favorite um, underrated Disney movies, and they listed Hercules on there, which I enjoy that. Someone mentioned it, but I also felt like it was a backhanded compliment to say that it was underrated. I didn't know that it <laughs> fell under that category.
1: Yeah, me neither.
0: So hopefully, it's not. But I guess to some people, maybe it's it flies under the radar.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think more people should watch it.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I think it's definitely one of those that watching it as a child and watching it as a young adult or as an adult is a completely different story or not a completely different story, but you notice different themes uh, and, and different lessons that I think are, are really great. It's probably true for most Disney movies, but I think Hercules in particular. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So next one would be your favorite Disney quote, either from Walt himself or from any of the movies.
1: Uh, okay. My favorite quote is, um, let me see if I can remember this correctly. The, the way to, be, begin doing is to quit talking and start doing mm-hmm. you, is that the quote? yeah
0: if, if that's not it it's very close and I know people can, can figure it out so I think that's, that's great
1: yeah
0: alright so the last question of the fast pass round would be your favorite Disney parks memory
1: uh, that one I actually I have I have
0: two. Okay.
1: First one is uh, two years ago, I visited the Animal Kingdom Lodge. And um, have, have you visited the Animal Kingdom Lodge?
0: I have. We have. Yeah, we love that resort.
1: Uh, so um, I don't know if they do this all the time, but there's this uh, cast member who would play like a drum and she she has a few other drums with her so you can join her. Um. So I was walking around and I saw she was playing the drum and there were some some people around there so I was wondering like what's going on so I saw that uh, she was teaching people how to play uh, the drum so I decided to join in and um, play along and just just the um, friendliness and um, and uh, of that cast member, she was just she was just really friendly and um, nice. You know, we we played off of each other, um, and she she really interacted with me. So I thought that was a really special experience because I've never had um, that type of interaction with uh, a cast member or even a character meet and greet at the parks. So like you know, I really felt like I was her friend and um it was fun to just play play music mm-hmm. with her that's right uh, yeah and the other one yeah uh was when i went to animal kingdom uh i went to pizza safari and across from pizza safari is a stage and there was a band playing there um and i guess at that time there weren't a lot of customers at pizza safari so the cast members came out um And they just started dancing in front of Pizza Safari, which I thought was really (laughs) cool. It was just nice to see them all have a great time and dance and enjoy themselves.
0: Yeah, that's great. It's been remarkable to me on how many people's favorite Disney memories center around a really great cast member experience. And I think Mm -hmm. that is something that all of us love so much about the parks. Um, but I think it's great to kind of show that appreciation to the cast members that a lot of times they're the difference makers in creating those amazing memories. So that's that's one. Yeah. That's great.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the last question uh, and something that we ask all of our guests is if you had a piece of parting guidance to someone who they're looking to become a Disney content creator or product producer, that they have this love or this passion for Disney, and they're looking to break through and figure out the right way to express themselves, uh, what would your piece of guidance to that person be?
1: I would say just go for it. Like, If if there's something that you're really passionate about and you're not sure if you should start an Instagram account or a blog, I would say just do it. you know, eventually you'll find your audience and, um, you know, people will appreciate what you're putting out there because you're passionate about it. Um, I always follow um, uh, my my uncle who, he's a freelance artist for Disney and he's loved to draw ever since he was little. So that's what he went for. And today he he's doing art for disney which i think is really cool because you know he followed his passion so i would just say yeah just go for it and and do it if you're passionate about it
0: yeah that's great so maybe one thing if you feel comfortable um some people might be interested if for your uncle's name to look up his artwork
1: oh uh yeah his name is kenny yamada um yeah recently he did um saw a signing event at Disneyland for Mickey's 90th birthday. So, yeah, if you see his artwork in the parks, uh, that's his.
0: (laughs) Awesome. That's amazing. And the other thing that, you know, I think that your story for your page and, and your love for Disney is really a testament to what you said, that, you know, you started with your... Um, iPod touch photos and moved on to your iPhone photos and then eventually, you know, got your camera and and developed your style over time that I think that that you're truly a testament that if you keep putting things out there that you're passionate about, that's where you'll find your audience and get your traction um, and be able to to then, you know, continue making progress. So I think that you're exactly right that you you have to start somewhere and everybody's in that same boat that you might not. Be completely satisfied with your finished product uh, that that you publish at the current moment, but you got to keep laying that groundwork to get to where you want to be. So that that's wonderful. I, I thank you for sharing that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, I thank you so much, Ashley, for joining us today. Um, I've really enjoyed interacting with you and your photos, um, seeing all the amazing things that you post on Instagram. It's really been a joy. Uh, Love your style. So I highly suggest for any of our listeners, um, connect with Ashley over at Disney with Ashley. That's A-S-H-L-E-E on Instagram um, and see those amazing photos. So Ashley, is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners before we head off?
1: Uh, yeah, I just want to thank you again, Brandon, for what you're doing in this Disney community. I think it's really uplifting and it's positive. And you know, it's I just love hearing people's Disney stories. And I think, um, especially with Instagram, um, sometimes you don't know the person, but um, through through this podcast, like I'm able to get to know the people I'm following a little bit more. And I feel like I have some connection with them. So, yeah, I just want to thank you for what you're doing.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I am completely flattered that it is kind of my ultimate goal. So I'm so happy that that it's been able to serve that purpose. So and I'm so happy to be able to share part of your story that I'm sure uh, that I know so many people are going to be able to connect with it as well. So, um, Ashley, once again, thank you so much for joining us and uh, sharing some of your story. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure to subscribe to never miss the new episodes on Mondays, Tuesday, and Thursday. Be sure to leave us an iTunes review and share the show with your friends to help spread the magic. Connect with us on Instagram at detourtoneverland underscore podcast or at detourtoneverland.com.